You're waking up with Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1. No beer for Cleveland. The Browns tied the Pittsburgh Steelers. That they should won. be considered a win. Nope. Come on. Now, what Bud Light says says, hey, they got close, but a W is a W, and that's what we need. True. And when you get that W, those fridges will wide open. <laughs> we should open those things for moral victories. That's what it was yesterday. Nope. <laughs> that's you know, the fact that they even got that far is really impressive. <laughs> they got a so. juice box. Maybe that's why they work extra hard, because there is free beer on the line. Maybe. God, it was a rough I mean, day for have, football Yeah, well, but you have the Steelers, which I think a lot of people have them as a playoff team. Oh, right? yeah. And they could not get past the Browns. Was that game at Pittsburgh? I don't know. No. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't watch much football yesterday. And the Browns actually had a field goal attempt with 12 seconds, a makeable field goal with 12 seconds to go in overtime that would have won the thing. They were that close to beer. Oh, shame. It was a rough day for football, though, I think, for... uh, for, well, Niner fans, for starters, somebody tweeted yesterday, uh, This is, they said, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't hear this very often, but today he was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Niner fans? Oh, no! We suck again! Yeah, you can throw the Seahawks in there, the Seahawks O-line. But oh, here's the thing, the, uh, the NFC uh, West, which is the division the Niners are in, none of the teams won. And the Rams play tonight, and if they don't win, everybody starts out 0-1, so you're even. So there's so go Raiders. So low cash, see what they did for their fall tour? No. They made sure every single one of their weekend dates is either in a college town where they can catch a college football game, oh, like cool. a major college town, or an NFL town so they can, on Sunday, after the show Saturday, they can go to that game. Oh, that's really smart. Speaking of college football, my son, you know, goes to Washington State University, and they had a game on Saturday. Did they win? They did win, yeah. They beat San Jose State, and so Sam was was heading over to the game, and I don't know how this changed. I don't know how this got by us either. The cost for a ticket to an NCAA football game, Pac-12 football game, it was $40 for him to get in. He's a full-time student. Can he show his student ID and sit for cheap? That's 40 bucks. With the student ID, it's 40 Gosh, bucks. I think it was cheaper when I was going to Penn State. I don't think it was $40. What was it? Uh, well, I I'm know curious. to get the season pass, it was 200 and something dollars. Which they have, which I think they want the students to get, obviously. Right, that way it but is a lot cheaper. How, how many home games? Four or five? Uh, yeah, I would maybe, think so. Maybe five or six if you're lucky. Yeah, okay. so 40 bucks for to? a freaking ticket to a... And, and that was for but, student section. Now, you can sit, like, in the end zone for, like, 25 bucks, which is go. still... If you're a student, you got, you know, loans and no job and that kind of thing. That's still... I, when yeah, I that's went to crazy. School, granted, I went to Central, which is, you know, like like a jacked-up junior college, <laughs> Central Washington. But it was like it was like 10 bucks for a ticket. Tickets to Nashville the neighborhood are cheaper. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Monday, but no matter how your week goes, we can darn near promise... It'll go better than it did for this Boston woman. Did you guys see this story over the weekend? I guess there were storms in Massachusetts and there were power outages. So this woman's house was... Is this the candle lighter? Yes. Oh, so... Oh, wait. Yeah, I think I know where this is going. Yeah, there was a power outage. And uh, so she was rummaging around in the dark looking for some candles. She found what she thought was a candle. She lit the wick. It wasn't a candle. It was a quarter stick of dynamite. What? First of all... Why does she have dynamite? That's a good question. That's a great question. The story I was reading doesn't really answer that question. So what happened? Is she okay? She is hospitalized. She's probably going to lose a couple of fingers. Did it happen, like, right away in her It hair? must have. I or mean, you would happen in Connecticut. Yeah. You would think that you know, as soon as you lit that thing, it went... Right. Yeah, she's only 30. 
I mean, that to me, I hear that story and immediately my heart goes out to that person like, oh, man. I feel terrible for yeah, And then your question, how do you have dynamite? And then, oh, uh, this probably is somebody like my mom's age. Right. She's 30. A quarter stick of dynamite, maybe it's uh, a cache of uh, fireworks, maybe, illegal fireworks or something like that, because I think that could be considered a... Wow, apparently oh, when really? the okay. police got there, they brought in the bomb squad, and they found another explosive device. They took that out and detonated it. Real place, real business. We made the call, and we talked to a woman named Tracy, and we got her permission to talk to her on the air, and then we said, hey, would you please act like you're answering the phone at your place of business so we can get a feel of what it's like? Thank you for calling Uranus Fudge Factory. This is Tracy. May I help you? That really is the name of your place. It is the name of our place, Uranus. And you're the Uranus? <laughs> Uranus Fudge Factory. Seriously, that's like top five best business name ever. <laughs> and how's your fudge? It is absolutely marvelous, darling. We actually right now have some availability for um, endorsement opportunities. We would love to be spokespeople for Uranus Chocolate Factory. No, Uranus Fudge I'm Factory. I'm sorry. We just <laughs> lost the job. <laughs> is that the name of your town? Is the town Uranus? It is a destination, not a town. Wait, Uranus is a destination, not a town? <laughs> It's a destination, not a town, because in order to be a town, you must have a post office. And there's no post okay. office in Uranus. Right. It's everything out of Uranus, so eventually we will have our own post office. And then we will be Uranus, Missouri. What else would we find in Uranus? Novelties, toys, ammo. There's ammo in Uranus? Yes. Tracy, thank you so much for talking. If we ever get out that way, we're absolutely stopping in Uranus. For fudge. Lots of traffic in Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> you need to come and see our general manager and I. I mean, we'd love to talk more. Call us again. Okay, right. gotcha. Have a great day in Uranus. All right, thanks. <laughs> yes, we're 12. <laughs> you go to their website and they sell a bunch of stuff. I mean, they make fun of themselves. They love the name and they are trying to become a town. Is the area, I would like to know the history of the area. Has it always been called Uranus, or is this something that they did for marketing purposes? Right, to bring in those tourists well, from the Ozarks. one of the things they do talk about are the marketing capabilities if you have a business there, and they are looking to hire people uh -huh. for their job openings Okay, in Uranus, All right. in case you wondered. Perfect. Great. And the other thing is, if you've ever looked at the, the map of the United States and said, if this were a person, where would the arms be? Where would the head be? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> September 26th, that is a Wednesday night. It's a couple of weeks from this Wednesday. That guy, along with Jimmy Allen and Chase Rice, Nashville in the Neighborhood at uh, Nashville in the Neighborhood. Could you, could you swallow that one more? <laughs> Nashville in the Neighborhood. It's hard to say. James Pumpkin Patch. Tickets will sell out. Yeah, they're pretty sure. I think we're down to less than 400. Uh, VIP has already sold out. General admission still available. You can get them at Dimple Records. They're just $20. You waive the service charge if you pay cash in person. Or if it's more convenient, just go to KNCIFM.com. With the passing of Burt Reynolds, we asked on Facebook, what's your who would you put in your Mount Rushmore, your four top actors or actresses? If you were just to, like, through time, take them and, 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 and consider them in their prime, who would? And this is a really yeah. tough question. I don't even know if I could answer it. It's really hard. We asked on Facebook, uh, as Pat mentioned, and so many different combinations. I think the one common denominator, you people love Sam Elliott. 
like Sam Elliott is like every other person has Sam Elliott up there. He's from here. You've got Robin Williams, Tom Hanks, John Wayne, Sean Connery, Jimmy Stewart, Robert De Niro, Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, all these different suggestions and combinations, and, and most of them are good. And then there are some that were, I mean, they're good because it's your Mount Rushmore, so right, whoever yes, you want, but yes. the ones that you kind of made us look a little sideways would be Helen, who said Robert Redford, Clint Eastwood, Gregory Peck, and Jerry Lewis. Huh. <laughs> Maybe if Mount Rushmore was in France. Uh, and that said, uh, Burt Reynolds would be a good one. Okay. Yeah. Kim says Robin Williams, Morgan Freeman, Tom Hanks. And Adam Sandler. No! <laughs> Adam Sandler. Please tell me that's a joke. I do like his movies, but I don't think anyone's ever accused him of being a good actor. Uh, Ronnie Lid, uh, her helpful suggestion was Cary Grant and others. Okay, It was thank Friday. You. She was busy. Yeah, she yeah. she yeah. had to go. Sure. Happy uh, hour I think starting. our favorite comes from Nathan Pippen, who says he's got a sister, and they always give each other just a load of, and they love each other. Nathan says, Rachel Pippen, best actress of all time. She always acts like she knows what she's doing. <laughs> and Rachel says, hey, you know what? Sometimes it's all about perception. New Country 105.1. Big Tom's Hot Nashville Minute. Fans of The Office will appreciate the pick Ryan Hurd and Mayor Morris shared this weekend from their vacation to Niagara Falls. Mayor and Ryan were wearing the blue made of the Miss ponchos while he rests his arm around her while she looks off into the distance, which is a nod to the iconic scene in The Office when Jim and Pan ditch their planned church wedding in Niagara to elope on the Maid of the Mist. I love it. You can see it at KNCIFM.com. Congratulations to Blake Shelton. In addition to judging on The Voice and being a singer, he's got a new job. Although it's strictly unpaid, Blake has been asked and he's accepted to become a member of the board of directors of the new Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Foundation. His board membership was approved last week during a regular September meeting of the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission. The board will oversee managing the state's fish and wildlife resources. Blake said, quote, I'm honored to be selected to serve on the foundation and can't wait to help further conservation efforts here in our great state. Florida Georgia Line had to cancel a Saturday show in Indianapolis Due to severe weather, no word on whether or not they will reschedule. The show was also to feature Nelly and Mason Ramsey, the yodeling oh, kid. Shame. Nice job, Jason Aldean. His show over the weekend in his hometown of Macon, Georgia, raised over $620,000 for the Children's Hospital there in Macon. And video has surfaced of Hunter Hayes at a Hank Jr. show when Hunter was just four years old. He's got an accordion. Hank Jr. brings him up. He's a cute little towhead, and he nails the song Jambalaya, which was a song recorded by Hank Jr.'s dad, Hank Sr. You can check out the video on our website, kncifm.com. I had two, not one but two, Facebook requests in the past week from people who work here. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know them that well, so put it out on Facebook, of course, on the Pat and Tom page. What would you do? How did you handle this? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of us have had that happen. So how do you handle it? Um... I ignore uh, usually, although yeah, I, I've you always figured the request. if if some if somebody presses me about it, I would say, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were already a friend, and that friend request I was getting was spam because that's a real thing." So you know, it's like you know what I mean. There's a little bit of a gray area there. So you just covered up with a bunch of lies, <laughs> one after another. <laughs> you. I, my Facebook page is public. I rarely use it. All of my pages are public, so I'm kind of like welcoming anyone in. Okay. Uh, number one answer was ignore, 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 uh -huh. followed by accept and delete, and then accept and unfollow. 
And a lot of people said, you know, hey, uh, I don't accept uh, a co-worker's request for Facebook because I either vent or I've got pictures of my kids or there's just stuff that sure. you don't want to share. It seems a little creepy. Yeah. So unless unless you really know that person and they're an actual friend. Well, like Aaron, though, she says accept and get to know them. You might like them. If not, then you can block them. What if I did the other way? What if I got to know them and then either accepted or didn't? Well, there you go. Because I do. I have pictures of my kids up there, and I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I just... I understand that. Yeah. And then Nate, who used to work here, I think has the best answer. He says, wait a few weeks. If it's a salesperson, they will, they'll be gone anyway. <laughs> you know? You know, there is truth to that, so <laughs> he's not wrong. Just when you thought your neighborhood was safe. Got this from the Nextdoor app, which applied to my area, the area where I live, up near El Dorado Hills. And this guy says, was with my son on a bike trail about 100 yards east of Castle Park in Folsom. This was yesterday. Three ladies came up to me and said, hey, right over there, is that a bobcat? They pointed 100 yards east. I looked and I said, nope, that's a mountain lion. Yeah. It was heading east up the bike trails within 50 yards, so I grabbed my kids and got out of there. Oh, God, yeah. I hope they reported it. Jeez, I mean, besides on the next <laughs> tour. Wildlife officials. But seriously, I really wish public. they would tell everyone. <laughs> It's not just some random stranger walking down your street. It's a damn mountain lion. True. I'm sure they put it on Facebook as well. But seriously, you are living in the wildlands of El Dorado. Now, you posted that picture over the weekend. I don't know if you saw it on his Facebook page. No, Maybe you're not so. a friend yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm the friend. That hasn't been ruined. No, she is. Yet. Of a giant freaking lizard on one of your window it's, no, screens. It's a, it's a gecko. Wait, how big is that thing, though? Were you just well, like I got, really I got really close. It. Maybe no bigger than my index okay, finger. I didn't if even I'm know. being honest, I didn't know there were geckos I here. didn't either. And I've never seen one. Not and in then California. It's got big, long toes. So you've got the mountain lion. you got the, the, the big lizard trying to get into your house. And then I saw in the paper yesterday that your area of El Dorado Hills has like one of the highest fire dangers in all of California. There's a big article about places oh, no. that, that, yeah. that are really dangerous because of, you know, fire hazards and stuff. I'm starting to think that maybe that lizard is actually the, the Geico Gecko and he's there. T- he's canceling <laughs> me. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> New Country 105.1. Here's what's trending. Cody. There's a lot of controversy surrounding Serena Williams' U.S. Open loss over the weekend to Naomi Osaka. Whatever it is. <laughs> Williams was pen- There you go. Thank you. Williams was penalized during Saturday's match after the umpire accused her of receiving coaching from the sidelines, which I didn't even know you couldn't do in tennis. But then she called him a thief for doing so, as well as saying, you owe me apology and a few other things. Today, we learned she'll be fined $17,000, $4,000 for coaching, $3,000 for smashing a racket, and $10,000 for verbal abuse toward the umpire. The fines will come out of Serena's tour tournament winnings, which is one point. Eight five million. I was pulling for her, man. I wanted her to. I understand I know, that we the, all did. That she just, you know, didn't have it that day. But God, I wanted her. To the, the, the frustrating thing with that was the double standard that was going on because people were like saying that she, you know, lost her mind and she was out of control. Whereas, you know, a guy like John McEnroe, he can yell at it, and, and that's charming. And it's just, totally, you know, it's, yeah. So, and that's what she's she's trying to control the narrative and, and pull it in, in in her direction, and she should. Be careful next time you order pizza. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission just released an actual report that finds over 2,300 actual people were admitted to the ER last year due to quote pizza-related injuries. 
These injuries include slipping and falling while making pizza or while visiting a pizza restaurant, slicing your hand while cutting a pizza, burning a hand or fingers while cooking a pizza, and in one case, falling out of bed while reaching for a pizza. The most common injury... Really? How lazy are you? (laughs) That was me yesterday. (laughs) The most common injury by far, burning the crap out of your mouth trying to eat the pizza while the cheese is still hotter than lava. So this has us asking on Facebook, have you ever been injured by food? We know you people pretty well. Don't take this wrong, but we have a feeling this is going to be a full Oh, threat. it's already blowing up. Is it? Is <laughs> it? Perfect. I can't wait. Bentonville, Arkansas. Over the weekend, they held the 8th annual chili cook-off. Nope. Barbecue ribs cook-off. Nope. Squirrel cook-off. Ew. Jeremy Miller traveled 200 miles to enter, and it paid off for him. His squirrel kebabs won the $1,000 prize, barely edging out Lenora Reed's squirrel tacos. <laughs> and what do you see the two guys who judge the contest? Like, yep, they've eaten a lot of squirrel. <laughs> Check it out on our webpage at knci.fm.com. Pat and Tom, New Country 105.1.